Welcome to the Walker of Worlds podcast. My name's Rachel and this is the place where we wander behind the veil to take a look at those little-known urban legends and spooky stories from around the world. This is also the podcast where it's Halloween every day of the week. We're taking a trip across the border from my native England today and into Scotland, specifically Glasgow. Glasgow is the most populated city in Scotland with around 2 million people living in the area. For those of you who are into sports, Glasgow is home to the Celtic and Rangers football clubs. The city is made up of 23 wards and it's one of those that we're going to be visiting. Gorbals is on the south bank of the River Clyde. During the 19th century it was densely populated with rural migrants and immigrants who were drawn to the new industries that were settling there. Prior to World War II, Gorbals had a population of roughly 40,000 people per square kilometre. This has obviously dropped and the population right now is roughly about 7,500 per square kilometre. But we're here to talk about the southern necropolis. With an imposing gatehouse on Caledonia Road, the southern necropolis was opened in 1840 to provide an affordable and respectable place of rest for the people of Gorbals. Like many other cemeteries in the 19th century, it was a solution to the overcrowding of other cemeteries in the area. Over a quarter of a million people are buried within the grounds of the southern necropolis. So what brings us to this once poor part of Glasgow? In 1954, rumours of a seven foot tall vampire with iron teeth began to circulate among schoolchildren. This vampire is rumoured to live within the necropolis and had, according to the stories, killed and eaten two young boys. Vampires in cemeteries obviously go hand in hand. The supposedly deceased person is interred in a grave, only to rise again once night falls. As daylight inches closer, they return to their casket, only to repeat the process the following night. Of course, in tales such as Dracula, vampires were able to move around as long as they had some of their local soil with them. In some parts of the world, anti-vampire burials were common. If a person was suspected of rising from the dead, their bones were scattered across a plot rather than being buried as one complete body. In September of 1954, just as autumn was beginning to fall, hundreds of school children, many armed with stakes, knives and dogs, descended onto the graveyard in search of the purported vampire. A nearby steelworks with smoke and flames billowing from smokestacks only added to the atmosphere. One man, who recalled the incident in 2016, said that the flames would turn the tombstones red and cast shadows of children running amok. The police were obviously called and couldn't believe what they saw. The cemetery was awash with youngsters barrelling among the tombs while bathed in the light of the factories behind the graveyard's boundaries. The police attempted to move the youngsters on but ultimately failed. The children carried on hunting the vampire and only began to disperse once it started to rain. They returned the following two nights before finally losing interest. By this point, the Gorbals vampire had become notorious worldwide and had triggered panic among local people. Was something really haunting the cemetery? 
And if so, what was it and where had it come from? There are several theories as to what the Gorbals vampire was and where the stories had come from. At the time, there was an American comic book entitled The Vampire with the Iron Teeth. There was also a passage in the Bible, Daniel 7-7, that reads, Behold a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible and strong exceedingly, and it had great iron teeth. The children may have also been inspired by Jenny with the iron teeth, an old woman said to haunt Glasgow Green in the early 19th century. At the time, you can imagine that children of that era would have gotten hold of such comic books. Many still do now. And many are still inspired by other media that we have. YouTube, for example. Just while you're listening to this. What urban legends will this place one day inspire? But due to the sudden hysteria surrounding comic books, a new law was brought in. They honestly believed that this reported haunting had come from the comic books that children were picking up from local corner shops and newsagents. So in 1955, the Children and Young Persons Harmful Publications Act was passed, an act which still stands today. This Act of Parliament prohibits comics that are thought to be harmful to children. The Act was introduced by the Home Secretary in response to the publication of horror comics which had become popular by the 1950s. This issue was drawn to the attention of Parliament by the National Union of Teachers and by the Archbishop of Canterbury, Geoffrey Fisher. Section 1 defines the kind of publication which the Act is intended to deal with. It applies to any book, magazine or other like work which is of a kind likely to fall into the hands of children or young persons and consists wholly or mainly of stories told in pictures with or without the addition of written matter, being stories portraying the commission of crimes or acts of violence or cruelty or incidents of a repulsive or horrible nature in such a way that the work as a whole would tend to corrupt a child or young person into whose hands it might fall. Section 2.1 of this Act made it a criminal offence in England and Wales and Scotland to print, publish, sell or let on hire such a comic, or to possess one for the purpose of selling or letting it. The offence is punishable by imprisonment for up to four months or a £1,000 fine. There were no prosecutions until 1970, when there were two. 46 other cases were brought before courts between 1952, 1955 sorry, and 1982, but no one was ever prosecuted. No other cases under the Act have ever been recorded. Of course, the Southern Necropolis isn't just home to a vampire. Of course it wouldn't be. If you take a look at this wonderful place on Google or on Street View, you can see a wide expanse of land which overlooks the city of Glasgow. It looks like the tombs and the tombstones are spread far and wide, where in fact there's a quarter of a million people there. But unlike the overgrown cemeteries of, say, London, like Highgate, there's almost kind of an idyllic space to it. But like everywhere else, it also plays host to a number of ghosts, including a lady in white who is seen wandering among 
among the gravestones in the small hours of the morning. Other people have heard faint whisperings as they walk through the area. Fifteen years after the Gorbals vampire, another graveyard ghoul would rise from the dead in the form of the Highgate vampire. While Highgate has definitely had more than its fair share of publicity over the years, the Gorbals vampire is just as fascinating for how it appeared from the minds of children before vanishing once more. And that's because those involved in the hunt later recalled that they had no idea what a vampire was, saying that nobody knew we needed stakes. We didn't have Christopher Lee of the Hammer Horror films to explain that you had to put a stake through the heart to kill him. We were just going to cut the head off. End of story. Don't know what we'd have done if we'd met one. These children also wouldn't have been able to have afforded American comics and didn't have TVs at home. The vampire was probably the product of big imaginations, local ghost stories and the scary atmosphere of the cemetery with the ironworks in the background. Couple these with the vampire's appetite for children and a group of youngsters from a deprived area who were yearning for excitement could have given rise to a legend that lives on to this day. In true Glasgow fashion there's now a mural commemorating the event. The mural was created by local teenager Ella Bryson along with help from street artist Art Pistol. The giant image depicts the aptly nicknamed vampire Iron Tooth along with a brief history of the events of September 1954. Have there ever been any actual sightings of the Gorbals vampire? Not to my knowledge. But you may just spot him should you ever choose to visit and take a walk among the graves. The Southern Necropolis is located on Caledonia Road in Gorbals, Glasgow. The Necropolis is open year-round, but recent reviews said it is falling into disrepair. The 21 and 267 buses stop right outside and there are dedicated bus stops marked Southern Necropolis. Heritage and ghost tours both run within the Necropolis and information is available online. The mural is located at one of the archways at St Luke's Place in Glasgow, just over a mile from the Southern Necropolis. Thank you so much for listening. If you have something interest if you'd like something interesting and unusual to read, please feel free to visit my website www.roswellpublishing.co.uk. We're also over on Instagram at Roswell Publishing. You can also find Walker of Worlds podcast online at Facebook and Instagram. Again, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay spooky.